Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I'm so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. I have always struggled with allergies and I don't know about you, but I am especially allergic to cats. More on that in a second. Well, luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. The time that I use Claritin the absolute most is when I'm at my parents' house, my childhood home. They have this absolutely beautiful cat that they love and I like, except for the fact that he sheds so much. So that means that I'm basically sneezing from the second I arrive home to the second I leave, unless I take Claritin. My dad has even started having it ready for me right when I walk in the door. Are you ready to live life as though you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Claritin, thank you so much for sponsoring our girls' night. We love having you. So my favorite part of my job are the questions that I get from women in our community. And for years, like years and years and years, I made it my mission to respond to every single one. I would get questions from women about uh, relationships, about dating, about friendships, about job changes. And I just would, it, it really, I was on a mission to not let one single message come into my inbox one of the many inboxes that we all have these days, um, without writing back to it. And um, I just, it was so important to me that when women would reach out to me, that they would know that I was there reaching back. So as you can imagine, over time, this started to become really overwhelming because the amount of emails in my inbox started to really build up. Um, And even though I was spending the majority of my time writing back to people, um, I still wasn't able to keep up. And so finally, uh, I knew something had to change. I was spending all of my time responding to emails and that meant that I wasn't spending any time on new blog posts or um, courses or books or anything like that. And so um, we made a big change around here and I was sort of, um, I went into this change kicking and screaming. I didn't I didn't want to do this, but I knew that it was important. And, and so finally, I handed over most of my inbox and now my team responds to most of the emails that we get. 
And this is okay because, you know, most of the time people are looking for something that we've talked about in a blog post or a, a podcast episode, um, but not always. There are so many messages that I that I get on a daily basis that I want to respond to. I want to sit down over coffee and talk through this together and um, we don't get to. Um, and that, I, that, I hate that. That's always bothered me. So um, that's where this idea for our, for our very first Girls' Night solo episode came from. This, this is the first one we've ever done. And when I tell you I'm nervous, I like that could not be more of an understatement. I am so nervous. I swear this is like the 7,000th take of this that we have done because I just want to get my words exactly right. But I'm going to try to shake that off and just have coffee. Hi. Um, it's funny. I've interviewed so many, you know, New York Times bestselling authors or Grammy winning artists or, um, you know, amazing business owners who are just taking over the world or changing, the, like, you know, activists that are changing the world. And I am never this nervous, but here I am with a microphone and it's just me. And my goodness, my hands are shaking. Um, when I started Girls' Night, uh, gosh, seven years ago, maybe eight years ago, it's been a while, I started with a promise that we would do one season. I, I was nervous about podcasting. Um, I wasn't sure I was going to be good at it. I wasn't sure I could figure out the technology. And um, so I made this promise. I said, well, I said, um, number one, it's okay to be a beginner. And I wrote that on a sticky note and I had that on my microphone for the longest time. And I just remind myself, reminded myself that anyone who's ever done anything started out as a beginner. And the only way to get good at something is if you practice. Like you have to get through the, the part where you stink at something if you're ever going to get to a place where you're good at it. Um, and so that's how I started out this podcast so many years ago. Um, and I promised myself that I would do just one season. I was just going to give it a shot. If I didn't like it, if you guys didn't like it, then we wouldn't keep going. It would be fine. Um, I'd give it a shot. I'd give it one season. And so here we are. We are doing one solo episode, <laughs> not even a season. I'm promising myself and you one. And if I hate it or if you hate it, we will not do this again. But I really, there are so many messages that I get from you guys. And um, I just, I want to be able to answer them. And I can't answer all of them um, as much as that. Just, I hate that. Um, but I can answer some of them. And today I can answer one of them. So that's what we're going to do. Okay, so here is, um, I have a question that I got from a, let me find it. Now I need to pull up my, here's the question. It says, Dear Stephanie, I have a Girls' Night episode request for you. Um, recently, I found myself juggling about a thousand different things at work and at home, and it's starting to feel overwhelming. And I know that I need to carve out time for rest. The thing is that I don't know how to practically do that. And especially when it feels like there's so many things that need to get done or people who are counting on me, um, I just, I feel stuck. So I guess my question for you is, how do I find time for rest amidst my very busy schedule? Any advice you have would be so appreciated. Um, so friend, you are not alone in this. I think all of us feel this way. We all... Um, play so many different roles all at the same time. We have our work selves and our home selves and we are important. This is amazing. This is an amazing thing, but we are important to so many different people. We are a daughter. We are a sister. We are a boss. We are an employee. We are a friend. We are a neighbor. We are a mom. We are a wife. We are a girlfriend. We are, um, there are so many roles that we play in any given day. Um, and it's really hard to balance all of them. And it's also really hard to make yourself, your relationship with yourself, your the fact that you are responsible for caring for yourself, 
Um, but a priority when there are so many other people who are outside of yourself that are also asking for your time and attention. Um, it's easier to, I've always found that we treat ourselves in ways that we would never treat someone else. Um, and so, you know, if my daughters came up to me and said, hey, mommy, we're hungry, I'd say, okay, let's get you some food. But I can feel my own stomach rumbling and think, you know, oh my gosh, I'm hungry. And I'll be like, you can wait, you know, suck it up. You can wait. I would never treat someone else that way, but we treat ourselves that way so often. And so anyway, m- my point is I I feel you. I have a lot of irons in the fire. So for me, um, you guys know this or may know may, may not know this, but I have an online media company um, where through my books and my podcasts and my online courses, I walk women through their life's biggest decisions and transitions, helping them create lives that they love. Um, not only do I run this business full-time, but my husband and I also own and manage two rental properties here in Nashville. But the thing that keeps us busy more than our, you know, three businesses, I guess, between the two of us um, are our two twin daughters. Um, we have a three-year-old, almost three-year-old twins, Annie and Quinn, and we have our hands full, which is what people usually say to us when they see us out in public. They go, oh my gosh, they're so cute. Also, you guys have your hands full. And we go, we know, we do. Yes, we do. Um, and so if we're keeping track of all of those things, I'm a wife, I'm a business owner, I'm a mom, I'm a friend, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, and I'm a person just like you are. And I'm trying to figure out how to do all those things all at the same time, just like you are. And I'm exhausted, just like you are. Um, it's a lot. There's so many things that are pulling at us at any given time. So many different people who need so many different things from us. Um, and figuring out how to do them all is, it's not possible to do them all, I believe. Um, it's just not, uh, but we're asked to. And so we have to figure out how to manage that. The thing that I've been learning lately is that it's not even just about managing my time. It's about managing my energy. Occasionally, I will have time for something, but I won't have energy for it. And that's such a weird feeling. Um, I feel like if there's time for it, I should be able to make myself do something. Um, But time and energy are things that we have to learn how to preserve and conserve and spend intentionally. And so that's, that's really what my work has been over, I don't know, my whole life being a person, but especially over the last, I would say, three years of being, um, of having just this new giant role um, that I've taken on as mom um, and a role that is so time-consuming and energy-consuming. I think that in the last three years, I have done without rest more than ever in my life. I have, I have been more tired, more has been required of me and at all hours of the day um, in a way that has never been the case before in my life. And I think that when you don't have something, uh, rest, you realize how much you need it. Um, when the girls were first born, we really did sleep like so little. Um, we were feeding the girls. The girls were um, born just a little bit early. They were a little bit small, um, not really actually uh, considering their twins, but we needed to be really regimented about when and how much they ate to make sure that they were gaining enough weight um, to be healthy and to stay out of the hospital. And so uh, for months, we were feeding them every three hours and it would take an hour and a half to feed both of them and then get them back to sleep. And so we would, we really for months got 90 minutes of sleep around the clock, no more than 90 minutes of sleep at a time. And we did that for months. And I got to see really how a lack of sleep, a lack of alone time, a lack of 
care for myself impacts everything. You know, I wasn't my best self. Carl wasn't his best self. Our marriage wasn't its best self. Um, people can't can't live like that for for very long. And that's one of the things I found myself saying in the hardest moments is I would say, this is not sustainable. It was true. That's not sustainable. Um, thankfully, we didn't have to sustain it. The girls sleep great now. We sleep great now. Um, but I, I do think that I've gained a deeper appreciation for rest and how important rest is for every corner of my life um, because I, I didn't get much of it for a while. Um, and then now trying to balance being a you know working mom and a mom and all these all these different roles that I play all at the same time and the hours that they require and the energy that they require, um, I've needed to figure out how to how to manage all of that um, and how to like. If we are, you know, as as a wife and a mom and a business owner, I am my instrument. Um, my family, my people, and my work require me to be my best self. And so in order to be my best self, I have to take care of myself. Um, and I know that I'm not the only one in saying that that's really hard. Um, and so I want to share with you three things that I have learned about rest um, over the last handful of years of trying to do so many different things all at the same time. And these are a little different from um, the rest advice I think we normally are given. I think normally, well, we'll get we'll get to that in a second. So three things to share with you. The first one is stop trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. I think normally when we're given advice about rest, it's like, take a bubble bath, do a sheet mask, um, go for a run, read a novel. And when we're given blanket rest prescriptions like this, um, I think often it adds to our to-do list more than relieving us. It, it adds weight to us instead of relieving us of some weight. Um, for me, I don't like bubble baths and I don't really do sheet masks ever. I mean, unless I'm with girlfriends and someone happens to have an extra. Um, I hate running, hate running. And I'm like not really a huge fan of novels. So none of those things would actually feel restful for me. And if I have someone else um, giving a definition of rest that doesn't fit me, if I'm not careful, I can add that to my plate, add that to my to-do list, add that to this like mental load of responsibility that I feel of things I should be doing on any given day. And I'm not actually going to feel rested if I do any of those things. Like that's another, those are, you know, several more ways that I'm falling short if that's how we're defining rest or if that's how we're defining self-care. Um, something that I've been learning is that we all rest differently. So a while ago here on Girls Night, we had an episode where I got to interview Dr. Sondra Dalton-Smith and she wrote this incredible book about the seven different types of rest. And we'll link to, to that episode in the show notes here. That episode was so helpful for me though because it hadn't occurred to me that there were different ways to rest and that in different seasons, I might need something different. Um, you know, one day, I'm even, even from day to day, I might need something different when it comes to rest. And so hearing her talk through these different kinds of rest was so helpful to realize that like, this looks different for everybody. This can look different for me from, from one day to the next. Um, and that the prescription that someone else has handed to me about what rest looks like might not actually fit my needs. And so that's just the first thing that I've been learning that has been really helpful is that rest doesn't look one certain way for everybody. And it doesn't look one certain way from day to day either. You need to figure out how you rest best. 
what you need. Um, Another thing that I've been figuring out is how do I work best? Because that's sort of the opposite of rest, isn't it? Um, and, And there are also tons of prescriptions about how we should work as well. Um, when I picture the perfect workday for someone else, like the prescription of a perfect workday, I picture like, you know, you get in at whatever time, you have some sort of morning routine that gets you into your groove for the day. And then you have sort of hour by hour blocked, like blocks of time for different tasks. You know, maybe you only check your email first thing in the morning and then at the end of the day. And then from, you know, 1030 to lunch, you work on X and then um, you have meetings after lunch, blah, blah, blah. You know, you have it perfectly scheduled out in this way. But what I've been learning over the last handful of years is that that actually doesn't work for me. Uh, that's not how I like to work. That's not how I enjoy working. That's not how I do my best work either. Um, and it didn't occur to me until, you know, kind of recently that I can schedule my work days and really even my work weeks in a way that fits my brain and my energy levels and my tasks best. Um, And so one of the things that I've started doing, and I don't do this super uh, in a way that's like really very organized or regimented because I find that the more organized and regimented I get about my like daily work schedule, the more I dread it, the more it feels like a job I don't want to do instead of a job I do want to do. Um, And so throughout a week, I tend to have, you know, this list of tasks I need to do. Um, and, you know, they tend to fall in kind of different categories. You know, maybe I need to do a bunch for the podcast or maybe I need to um, do some write, a big writing project um, or maybe I need to, you know, answer a bunch of emails. And most of them, for me, most of the time, some of the time, they're not super time sensitive. And so I can decide during the week, do I want to do a whole morning where I answer a bunch of emails? Okay, I could do that. Or do I do an afternoon of all things podcast? Um, I get to look at this whole spread of things that I need to do during the week and sort of decide, like choose your own adventure each day of how am I going to spend the next couple hours? Okay, the next couple hours, I really am going to devote to emails because I have that kind of energy right now. And now that that's out of the way, then the next sort of chunk of time I have, I'll work on something different. But that way I can get really focused on something. I can really dive deep into something and I can get it all the way done instead of feeling like I took a a couple tiny little bites out of everything I have to do, but never actually made progress in any of the places where I wanted to. And so um, doing things in like big chunks like that, that's a way that I really like to work. And that's been a really important like learning for me in figuring out how to rest as well because your daily schedule, the way that you put together your time of what you do and what you don't do and when you do things and when you don't do things, it's up to you. You get to decide. And so that's, that's really the first thing is stop trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Rest does not have to look a certain way. You get to figure out how you work best and how you rest best. And that can change in different seasons of life. So here's the second thing. Give yourself what you need when you need it. In learning to rest, the thing that I have discovered is has been the most important for me is um, the skill and the practice and the discipline of being able to listen to yourself, recognize what you need, and then respond. Now, listen, tuning into our needs is hard. Um, Being able to translate them like, okay, I feel this way and this is what that means Um, that's also hard. And then actually setting aside other things long enough to care for yourself. All of these things are a practice and a discipline. And the more that we do them, the better we get at them. 
So the first part of that is being able to listen to yourself and recognize, or to, to, to listen to yourself in the first place. We talked about this a little bit earlier that we treat other people just so differently than we would treat ourselves most of the time, at least I do. Again, if my daughters came up to me and said, mommy, I'm hungry, I would feed them right away. Um, I would recognize the thing that they're asking me for and I would respond to it. But I totally don't do that for myself. I could be um, needing food or water or exercise or sleep or time with friends or time by myself. And it's almost like I have like... I have a toddler kind of patting my legs saying, hey, hey, listen to me, I need something. And I'm like, just like, go away, take a minute. I, I don't have time for this. Um, take care of it yourself. Like, that's what I do to myself. I, I push myself off. I Like, I don't listen to the things that I need a lot of times. And so um, that's the very first thing is like, recognizing when there's someone tapping on your leg saying, hey, hey, uh, I need something, I need something. Being tuned into yourself enough and kind enough to yourself to listen to the things that your own body and mind and soul and spirit and heart are, are asking you for. Um, so then the next thing is like recognizing what you need. Sometimes the thing we ask for isn't the thing we actually need. Uh, this also happens a lot when it comes to feeding my kids. They will ask for something that sounds good for a moment, but then they actually don't even want it, it turns out, or they'll ask for something that we are absolutely not gonna eat for breakfast. <laughs> Like, no, we cannot have a whole bowl of M&Ms for breakfast. I know that you'd love that, but like, that's not what your body actually needs. Um, and we do that too. We will feel a need um, and maybe we attach that need to an ask. Um, I feel something uncomfortable in me and what I want is like, you know, a whole pizza by myself or something. But really what my body actually needs is rest. Like I'm tired. You know, I think that there's some some science behind the fact that sometimes when we think we're hungry, we're actually thirsty. Um, and then also, isn't it true that if you are thirsty, you should, like, you're dehydrated? I don't know if that's true. Um, I think people just, I, people say that. The point is that sometimes the thing that we, sometimes we don't actually know how to translate our own needs. We feel something longing. We feel a longing, uh, something unsettled within us. And we try to, like, solve that problem in a way that isn't actually going to solve it. So we need to figure out what, like, that's something that we need to practice. Something that we get to practice is listening to, tuning into ourselves enough that we can hear that little tap that says, hey, I need something. And then bending down and listening long enough to see what the thing is and to actually recognize what would meet the need and actually, like, help you in that moment. And then the last thing is to actually respond, to not put it off, to not say like, let's just go a little while longer or tomorrow, or can't you just wait a little bit longer to actually give ourselves the thing that we need. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I recently wrote a book and while it was the most rewarding project of my career so far, it also came with a lot of hard work and long nights. And sometimes when things started to feel a little bit overwhelming, I needed to get a few things off my chest so I could clear my mind and keep the writing process flowing. And the thing that helped me so much to sort through those feelings was therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. Maybe you're going through something really hard right now, a big loss or a gigantic life transition. Maybe you frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. 
Maybe you really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or maybe you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. I've been there, and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing that I don't have to. I'm at my strongest when I have a full support system around me, and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing, that is, if you can afford it and find a therapist you like and trust. But of course, this is easier said than done, and that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. You can get started right away. And if you don't love the counselor you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're feeling stressed and you need help balancing your everyday life and schedule, BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash friendship. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But I think that when we do this, when we practice listening to ourselves, recognizing what we need, and then responding... Um, that practice and discipline, the more we do it, the better we get at it. And that's when we actually are able to rest. That's when we actually are able to give ourselves the things we need. So here's the third thing that I've been learning um, is that we do need to get a bit creative with how we rest. Because like, like the question said, there are a bunch of things pulling at us. We have so much going on. It is really hard to figure out. Um, rest is really hard to come by. Um, and so... As I was looking back at the things that have helped me the most over the last couple of years, I noticed that there are are four kinds of, or four like categories of rest um, that have just really helped a lot and they've helped a lot in different ways. And so I want to run through them with you. So there are four different ways that I think about rest in my life. The first kind of rest that I think about is infused rest. The second one is daily rest. The third one is weekly rest. And the last one is seasonal rest. Now, before I get into this, I want to say again, just like my daily schedule, I'm not super regimented about these. You can be. If you are a calendar person where if it doesn't get on your calendar, it doesn't happen, I'm that way about some things, um, then absolutely get this stuff on the calendar. If you are a checklist person, which again, I can be, um, make it a checklist. I think for me, the reason I don't in this season put these things on my calendar is because then it feels like a task, not a gift. But again, we're all different in the way that we want to handle this. So let me let me um, tell you what I mean by these four different types. So the first is infused rest. 
So these are things where it's, these are ways that I have learned to make my daily tasks less taxing and more restful while I'm doing them. So two examples of this. One thing that I've learned is that social media really drains me. Not always, but if I'm sitting there and I'm scrolling for a long period of time, I'm going to leave that scrolling session feeling really, really depleted. Um, And so in order to take away something that feels taxing in my life to leave room for things that feel more life-giving, I downloaded an app, which I can't remember what it's called. We'll link to it in the show notes. Um, It's actually, it's kind of like the screen time app that Apple has just baked into our phones. Um, but you can set it to be really, really strict. Maybe you can with this. Maybe you can do this with the Apple app too, but I didn't see an option for it. Um, you can make it really strict to where you can restrict yourself from parts of your phone and you cannot access them until that time period is over. Like cannot undo it until the time has run out, um, which is like pretty intense. Um, there are like less intense Uh, options you can choose, but I chose the most intense ones. And so for me, from 9 until 9, from 9 p.m. until 9 a.m., I have all social media blocked, news sites blocked. I'm trying to think of a couple other ones. Those are the main ones because I would find that I would go to bed and I would go to bed early and I would think like, this is, um, I'm going to feel so restored after this. But then I would lay there and I would just scroll for hours on like doing who even knows what, just looking at news articles that were not adding anything to my life, but just depleting me completely. Um, And so that's just an example of um, taking out something from your daily life that is taxing, that doesn't need to be there. Um, A way of adding more rest into, uh, infusing rest into activities that you're already doing are like, if you're doing a, like sort of a mindless activity adding something to it. Like if anytime I'm cleaning, I like listening to podcast episodes or audiobooks. Um, it's a way of just making this task I have to do more fun and more life-giving and more restful. Or whenever I'm working, I'm usually in really comfy clothes um, and I usually am covered up by a blanket. And if I'm doing something that is like particularly mindless work-wise, sometimes I'll be watching like a fun movie or something in the background. Those are ways of infusing rest and a little bit of delight, but like coziness into tasks that I have to do. Um, So that's infusing, is thinking about how can I make these daily tasks either less taxing or more restful while I'm actually doing them. Um, So that's infused rest. How can I infuse my life with more rest or take things out of it that are taxing? Um, The second thing that I've been thinking about a lot is daily rest. So um, this is like things that you do throughout the day, like taking breaks after, you know, work really hard for an hour on something and then go take a walk or um, call a friend during lunch or um, go refill your coffee and take a few minutes off um, to talk to your mom or to go on an errand or take a walk during lunch. These are like kind of chunks of rest that you can scatter throughout your day that um, even just a nap, like I've become really, I've gotten really into naps since my daughters were born. Just a little tiny, a break in the middle of your day where you can refill a little bit, where you can clear your mind and rest your eyes and um, kind of shake it off and, and get ready for the next thing. So you're not taking like a giant break. You're not leaving a bunch of things undone. You're just giving yourself a minute between one thing and the next. Um, 
giving your chance, giving yourself chances to refill along the way. Um, so that's what I call daily rest. They're just little things that you can sprinkle throughout your day that will just give yourself a refill when you need it. So then the next type of rest that I think about is weekly rest. So this is something that you do like one day a week. Um, this could be the Sabbath um, that a lot of us talk about. And it's, it's what is something that you can do for, for like a day, like a whole day out of a week or most of a day out of a week or a whole morning or a whole afternoon, something like that, where you can really refill. This is more than running an errand during lunch or you know taking a 30-minute nap um, at three o'clock when everyone's just tired and dragging. This is like, if you were to put gas in your tank, the daily rest, these little bits are like a $5 fill up every once in a while um, throughout the day weekly rest, one day, that's like filling up your whole tank. What do you need in your week in order to feel truly like rested and refilled and restored? Something that I heard, I honestly don't know where I heard this, but I heard someone talk a long time ago about how the kind of work you do during the week, you need like the opposite kind of rest on whatever day of rest you have. So if your job is really physically taxing, maybe your rest is, is more sedentary. Maybe it's more like reading a book or um, thinking or um, painting or something that's more um, calm and in your head. It's more cerebral. Whereas if your work is really in your head, then maybe you need to get more in your body to rest on whatever sort of day or a couple days of the week that you have to rest. Um, my work is very thinky. It's very computer-centered. It's very in my head. Um, and so I, I don't rest well by, I think that that's really one of the reasons that reading novels isn't restful to me. Even though they're different from what I do, it's still words, it's still stories. And that brings me right back into my work brain. Whereas something like, I don't know, cooking or being outside or playing with the girls or traveling or going to dinner or, you know, something, anything that really is away from my computer is how I rest on the weekends. And so um, that's weekly rest is like one day a week or two days a week, if you can, what do you need? And and what you need might be the opposite of what you do, of what you spend most of your time doing. That might be the thing that feels the most restful. It definitely is for me. And then the last one I think about is seasonal rest. So this can look like a vacation. You know, maybe you're able to take a vacation once or twice or hopefully for all of us, even more than that um, throughout the year. Um, but it doesn't have to just be a vacation. I told you earlier that I don't work well doing little pockets of like having every hour scheduled for something different throughout the day. Um, I just, it's not the way that my brain works. I feel like I can never really get into something long enough to really do something meaningful there. The same is true for me about, I, I like to work in big chunks. And so I would rather work really, really hard for a week or two or even a couple months, like really, really focused. This is what this is about time. And then take my foot off the gas for a while. Um, and so that's, I, I think of seasonal rest, like this is a time to push. This is a time to really focus. This is a time to put my head down, to hunker down, to, to really focus. And then after every season of push, there's a season of rest. There's a time where I take my foot off the gas, where I close my laptop, where I leave early um, most days, where I, I just am working less. And I would, it, for me, my work personality really is that I would rather do that. I would rather do really hard on and then like really hard off, I guess. Um, 
then spread it out and have it be like kind of medium all the time. Um, but that's again why it's so important to like not fit a square peg in a round hole to really figure out what you need and give yourself the things that you need. Because what you need might be different from what I need. And then what I need today may be different from what I need tomorrow. And really, I think rest is, we get better at rest when we get better at listening to ourselves. And when we get better at recognizing what we actually need and when we get better at responding to our own needs. So those are my thoughts on rest. That's it. Those are the things that have really helped me in this season of life. I just want to say again, this is different for all of us. When Carl and I first got married, he was absolutely shocked by the amount of sleep that I need. If I can get nine hours a night, I am happy girl. It's truly nine hours is my sweet spot. It's not too much. It's just right. Like I, and, and then that gives me the energy I need to just like go hard all day long. Carl needs so much less than that. If he gets six, he's like, it is like he went on vacation. He truly can operate on so much less sleep than I can and operate well. Like really six hours is pretty solid for him. And he just couldn't believe that I needed as much sleep as I do. We, after being married for a while and after seeing each other operate, got to really find out like, no, I really do need that much. And he really doesn't. We are all different. We all operate differently. We all have different needs and we have all have different needs in different seasons. And so again, I really think rest comes down to, to listening to yourself and saying, hey, what do you need? And, and actually giving it to yourself. It's so much less of a formula. It's so much less of a recipe. It's just taking the time to ask yourself every day, what do you need? How can I take care of you today? friend who sent that question. Um, I hope that's helpful. And I think, you know, one of the things that always helps me the most is knowing that I'm not alone. And so know that in doing so many things and having so much going on in your life, you're not alone. We all are feeling the weight of that. And the more that I watch women, different women do life differently. And, and the more I you know, I get to talk to so many women throughout the day, women in my own life, women in our community. Um, I get to hear from so many different women who are, who are, you know, have all different circumstances. And one of the through lines is that we are all trying to do it all and none of us can. And so that's sort of just been the thing that I've been holding on to tightly and then passing on, <laughs> like simultaneously holding on to and then passing out as far and wide as I can is nobody's doing it all. Nobody's doing it all. It is just not possible. All of the things that we are asked to do in a day or all the things that are required of us. I don't know, maybe we should even put that in air quotes, like required of us as women. It's just not possible. It's not possible. And so we're all doing the best that we can and we're all doing the best we can together. And that's good enough. In fact, that's great. Anyway, that's just something that I wanted to leave you guys with because it's been really encouraging for me lately. You guys, that is our... Maybe one and only solo episode. <laughs> we made it through. 47 takes later. I'm just kidding. The 47 takes were just all in the beginning. And then I finally just made myself keep going. But I'm really glad to get to talk to you. And I, I you know, in one way or another, want to be able to do this more because it's really, it is such a gift to get to hear from you guys and to get to be invited into your life. Um, I love being in your corner. I love being in your corner. Um, and I love getting to share the things that I'm going through and I'm learning and I'm, you know, dealing with and struggling with too. I think, truthfully, social media is not the place where I do that well. 
I have a really hard time being present in my life and present on social media at the same time. And so if I'm like, I'm constantly taking photos of my kids and my life and the things that we're going through. And because I'm a huge documenter, I love, like I am our family documentarian. It is so important to me to capture our lives and to, to save them so that we can remember them and look back on them. But the process of sharing them, I just like, if I go to share a photo in a moment, I'm not in that moment anymore. And I just have, I, I have yet to figure out a good rhythm um, or a good way to do that, to, to share my life and live it at the same time. And so I'm always looking for ways where I can do that more authentically in a way that's life-giving for me and for you guys. And so anyway, this is one of the things that we're trying is a solo episode. Instead of me trying to give you like life updates as I'm, you know, running from one thing to the next or, you know, doing Instagram stories on the on the go, um, maybe we can just do it all at once and do just, talk, you know, talk about different things all at once or um, do big life updates in big chunks like this. I told you I like to work in big chunks. Speaking of life updates, there are so many things that I have to tell you guys. So much has been going on lately. We have made some massive changes in our lives that are so good and fun and crazy. And I'm like, I cannot believe we're doing this. Um, there are just some really fun things going on. A couple of them I can't tell you about yet, but I will soon. A couple of them, I just need to like get the story all together so that I can really explain it and tell it well. But updates coming soon. Really fun stuff happening in our corner of the world. And I w- and really, really fun things coming to our corner of the internet as well. So I have a point to this, I promise. But um, when we, pretty early into our life here in Nashville, we had these neighbors that had built onto their house and then built onto that addition and then did an addition on that addition and then done an addition on that addition on that addition. Um, and their house looked kind of crazy as a result. Um, I never got to go in it. I never, um, we were never close with these neighbors. And so I never got to see like sort of the the results of their creativity um, on the inside of the house, but I could see the outside. And they had put a hot tub on their garage roof and they had built like turrets around the garage roof. It was flat. So they had like these sort of castle looking turrets on a not castle looking house. It was wild. Um, and a hot tub in the middle. And then they had built like a walkway from the house to the garage. Again, yeah, it was crazy. Um, And I a little bit feel like that's kind of what happens when we're doing things on the fly, when we're, you know, adding things and changing things and we don't have time to like sit down and look at plans and have a really long-term vision. Um, And so there are a couple of areas in our corner of the internet where I feel like I've put a hot tub on our garage roof. And there are some things that I want to like just reorganize and and put some, yeah, like make, organize us a little bit, make things make a little bit more sense. Um, So one of those areas is I told you guys that last summer I went on a girl's trip with my friends and we decided, I promise all this is going to connect. I know I've started like three different stories. Um, We decided that we needed girl's trip shirts. We needed matching trip, matching shirts for our girls' trip because like you just do. But then we went on the internet and we, I'm not kidding, could not find something that we liked. We couldn't find something that was our style. We couldn't find something that like said what we wanted it to say. A lot of the shirts that are the most popular say like girls' trips are cheaper than therapy, which like I don't know that they like, no, we're pro girls' trip and we are pro therapy <laughs> in my corner of the world. So anyway, I, I you know, kind of had this realization after we bought shirts we weren't that excited about um, that weren't soft or cute. And I thought, why, 
don't better girls trip shirts exist? And I decided to make some. I am a firm believer in the fact that you should make the things that you wish existed. And so that's what I did. Um, And so before I knew it though, we had the Girls Night podcast. We have stephaniemaywilson.com, just my main website. And we had a shop for all things Girls Night podcast and Stephanie May Wilson. Um, So that's like all my books. Um, We have these fan favorite Girls Night sweatshirts that say my favorite night is Girls Night and they're super comfy. Um, And so all of that has just lived in my shop forever. And then last summer, I made the Girls Trip gift shop, which was these Girls Trip shirts that I thought need to exist in the world and I'm going to make them. But then I a little bit started to notice not long ago that it feels like we have a hot tub on the roof of our garage, (laughs) that like things are a little bit off, a little bit disorganized. Um, And so kind of part of what I'm up to these days is you know, getting out some plans, reimagining things, trying to figure out how I want this to look long-term and starting to move some pieces so that it just makes more sense. Um, so it makes more sense for me and works better for me. And so that it makes more sense for you guys and works better for you. Um, and so I'm so happy to say that I have officially taken the hot tub off the roof, done a little bit of restructuring. And um, now in my main shop, stephaniemaywilsonshop.com, that's where you'll find all my resources. That's where you'll find my books, my prayer journals, my courses, workbooks, guides, um, anything to help you through a transition, make a big decision and create a life you love. That is where all of that is gonna live. But if you are looking for anything for a girl's night or a girl's weekend or a girl's trip, any sort of matching shirts for you and your friends or gifts for your girlfriends, that's gonna be living in girls night in the girls night gift shop. Um, and it's girlsnightgiftshop.com. And so um, if you're ever, if you're going on a girl's trip and need a matching shirt, which if you're going on a girl's trip, you do need a matching shirt. It's just the rules. I don't make the rules, I follow them. Or if you're looking for any of our girls' night stuff, um, like I said, we have this uh, gray, my favorite night is girls' night sweatshirt that is so soft, that has become just a favorite over the years. Um, If you're looking for any of those things, those are in our brand new girls' night gift shop. And we're also going to have, especially as we get closer to the holidays, some really fun, um, like best friend gifts. Because that's the other thing I've found is that it's really hard to find good gifts for your best friend. Um, unless you know like something she wants for her kitchen or a pair of shoes or something she wants. But like like a sweet, thoughtful, I'm thinking of you, I care about you, I want to encourage you sort of gift her friends. I have never been able to find anything I like. And so we're going to make it. Um, so that is our attempt at taking the hot tub off the roof, uh, organizing ourselves a little bit better. Um, and we'll continue to do that. I just want to make our, our corner of the internet as as helpful as possible for you. Um, and kind of easy to manage for me too. Um, so that's that's what we have. If you're looking for books or anything, um, words or decisions or transitions related, stephaniemaywilsonshop.com. If you're looking for any gifts for your girlfriends or matching shirts for girls' nights, girls' weekends, or girls' trips, um, that's all in our brand new girlsnightgiftshop.com. I think that's it, guys. We did it. We made it through. Thank you so much for listening to our very first, potentially only, solo episode. I am wishing all of us some really good rest. I'll talk to you soon. Friends, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I cannot tell you how much it means to me to have you here at Girls' Night. Before you go, I would love it if you do two quick things. 
The first is to subscribe. Subscribing to the podcast is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. It's also a way easier way to listen because it's a way of sort of bookmarking the podcast. You never have to go looking for it again. Your app will just automatically download the next episode when a new one's released. The other thing is that it would mean so much to me if you take just a quick second to leave a rating and a review for the podcast. The way that iTunes knows to suggest the podcast to new people is by the ratings and the reviews. That's how we invite new friends to our girls' nights. So would you do me a huge favor and take just a second to leave us a rating and a quick comment about how you like the podcast so far? It would help us out so much. And thank you to all of you who've left those beautiful five-star reviews already. I can't tell you how much it means to me. All right, friends, that's all we have for today, but we'll be back next week with another episode of Girls' Night. And I have to tell you, you are going to love this one. I'll see you then.